0: blog talk radio
1: you are listening to the four person show on blog talk radio we are your enthusiastic and faithful catholic apostolate for more information about what we do go to our show page at thefourpersons.com and our blog site at thefourpersons.net. To call in tonight with your comment or question, dial 515-602-9655. The number, again, is 515-602-9655. I mean, you know how to get rid of spirits?
2: Yeah, in a way.
1: So, are you an exorcist or a psychic or something?
2: Well, not exactly.
1: Oh, microphone. Are you going to listen for for ghost voices?
2: No, that's for me. I'm a comedian. Yeah, I'm sorry, what? Well, see, I was a stand-up comic, but I wasn't any good. Every time I did my set, the audience would disappear. So, I'm using that, uh, gift. To get rid of the spirit.
1: And that. that works. Oh yeah.
2: Testing, testing. Yeah, we can hear you. Great. <clears throat> what do nearsighted ghosts wear? Spookticles. Eh? Huh? huh? Oh, oh, here's a good one. Why didn't the ghost dance at the party? He had no
3: body to dance with. Huh? Yeah.
4: CatholicComedy.com Yes, Catholics have a sense of humor too. No, really, we do. Trust me, I'm not kidding. Honestly, I really mean it.
3: And hello everyone and welcome to a special... What night is this? Thursday! <laughs> wow. I've been working too many hours. I can't even keep track of what day of the week it is. Special Thursday night edition of the Four Persons. Got something a little different for you tonight, Catholic Comedy. Uh, Steve Garone from CatholicComedy dot com. Steve, how you doing tonight?
2: I'm all right. How are you?
3: Doing great. Um, two things about your uh, about what you do. Um, number one, you. you kind of dispel the notion that we Catholics are all walking around moping with our heads hung down, looking at our feet all day. Uh, We can actually laugh. It is, it is true, folks. Uh, And the second thing is you're kind of a throwback, which is kind of what we do on this show too. kind of a throwback to um, audio theater, which is not video, uh, video centered. And um, I actually think it's a, it's a lost art because it leaves a little bit more, to the imagination. So, uh, why don't you tell us about what gave you the idea to create this, and, and tell us exactly what you're trying to do?
2: Well, uh, the story of how CatholicComedy.com came to be was that uh, I wanted to, uh, to, um, I wanted to throw a festival that was like a, a Catholic. Comedy festival was the idea to get like stand up comics and stuff to come and, and, you know, just have a good time with people. Uh, And there's a a lady who does this event here called Laugh for Hope, where it's a pro-life, a pro-life pregnancy center. And she gets a bunch of uh, comedians to come, uh, you know, uh, other Christian comedians to come and do a set for this pro-life And so I talked to her and I said, hey, do you know any Catholic comedians that I could have come to this festival? And she said, do they have to be Catholic? I said, yeah, I wanted to be a Catholic festival. Catholics aren't funny. Uh, So then I turned around and purchased CatholicComedy.com for 12 bucks, and I guess maybe she had a point. But um, the – so I mean it started as just trying to do a festival and I thought I should probably like I guess out a Twitter account, I thought maybe I should do some content and for a while I was just posting memes and I thought, well, I I listened to a lot of audio uh sketch comedy from the UK. Um, not much here, but there's there's a there's a group that does audio sketch comedy in the UK and I thought, why can't we do it here? and like, I looked at the sketch comedy. that There has been some people who have attempted to do Catholic sketch comedy in the past. The problem is that the production value is really, really low because it's all video, and you have to record and edit those videos, and you try to do, like, special effects or anything. It all turns out, like, really cheesy and cheap-looking.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, and I
2: thought, you know, this if I do it audio only, I can do whatever I want, and there's no n- – nothing is going to stop. me. You know, like, I can't – I'm not going to be stopped by, like – you know, like oh, I can't afford to get a giant robotic dragon, so you know I can't have a dragon in this game. It's like no, I can just mm-hmm. have the sound of a dragon, and that's good enough. It works, so uh, that's what yeah, I did. The, and, the, yeah.
3: And the mind kind of fills in the blanks, and it's and, and it's it's interesting because um, I'm an avid Catholic book reader, mm-hmm. and uh, I've read all kinds of uh, Catholic books of different uh, you know different genres some of them are are you know you know real serious stuff like you know St. Teresa of Avila and and some mm-hmm. of it's uh you know some some lighter stuff but um a lot of the stuff that's uh it, you know like adventure themed stuff your right. mind kind of fills in your mind kind of fills in the blanks and uh i i think the best example is the Tolkien books right and you know there's a lot of people that have complained that well, you know, I was disappointed by the movie. The movie wasn't as good as the book. Well, you know, in truth, it almost never is because what's displayed on the screen is often not the same as what's displayed in the screen of your mind. Yeah. And uh, that's why I feel like, you know, audio uh, skits, I mean, are are a lost art.
2: They, they are, and I think it's, it would be nice if more if more people came back to it. But when people think, I'm going to do sketch comedy, like, I'll do a video thing. Uh, because that's just, you know, they want to put it on YouTube. And what are you going to do? You know, people like video. And so you you have a lot of podcasts where, just, where the podcasters are just two guys sitting in front of a microphone. And they still insist on using video instead of just audio. And, like, you could do it just audio. It's fine. You know, it's fine to just do audio work. It's fine. Like, this is a radio program. I'm not on camera, which is... Weird sometimes they insist you be on camera even if they're not broadcasting like on camera or anything like that. It's just it's a weird thing that um that the modern era is just so obsessed with video when there's a lot of really fun and funny stuff out there that's not. You know, it's like the the you, you listen to some of the old comedic broadcasts of the day before you know, television on the radio, and a lot of it's just really good. Not even just the comedic stuff, but like the drama and everything. You know, you, because you can't see it, it can, like the the scary the scary radio broadcasts are scarier because you can't see anything. You don't you hear footsteps, right? You you mm-hmm. you know, there's the music, the tension that comes with that, but like you don't see the thing, and and things can be revealed to you in a very specific manner that's not allowed in uh, in video format. And there's like, there's one sketch, so there's this the sketch group that I listen to a lot, it's called uh, Mitchell and Webb, um, and they're not, they're not a Catholic sketch group, and a lot of their stuff is really bad, so you, you might not want to listen to them, but they have this one really funny sketch, it's about a, uh, they're in a cash register stop a shop, and they're trying to buy a cash register, but the the guy behind the counter keeps using one of the display models because he can't figure out which cash register is the right one. And that's something that's hilarious in audio because as you know, each time you hear the sound of the cash register, it's like, Nope, that's not the right one. Nope, not that one. And then he like, you hear the sound of a saxophone. He's like, Oh, that's my daughter's saxophone. I don't even know why. It doesn't even look like a cash register. And it's funny because there's like, you would never work as a visual sketch because you, you know, he keeps going to the same one. He'd pick up the saxophone. It would just be weird, but it works as an audio sketch. And I think, I think we should get back to it. And I think there's something really missing in our culture now that we don't just like turn off the lights, close our eyes and listen to something. You know, it's, it's gotta have a visual aspect to it. Even when a music, a lot of people will listen to music and they'll have a visualizer on the screen that shows them some kind of image or something. It's like, just, just listen, you know?
3: Anyway. Yeah. You know, the, the buggles, uh, it turns out they were kind of prophetic uh, in their song, video killed a radio star. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I think but... there's a lot of truth to that. Let me ask you a question. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, and I don't know. This will kind of. Um, go to a point that I'm trying to make here. Do you know what was the first televised presidential debate in uh, American it, yes. history?
2: Yes, yeah, Nixon versus uh, versus
3: um, Kennedy. John F. Kennedy.
2: And, yes. and John F. Kennedy. When people listened to the people who heard it on the radio, thought that that Nixon had won the debate, and people who saw it on television thought that Kennedy won it because Kennedy mm-hmm. looked better on te- uh, on on television than Nixon did.
3: Right. You're way ahead of me. You're exactly where I'm going because the point that I'm getting, and and I'm I'm not trying to make a political statement here, Mm -hmm. but I'm trying to make the point that sometimes concentrating on the visual, people Mm -hmm. to draw away from the actual message, they're not hearing the words, they're not hearing the actual message, and what you're trying to do, I can see what you're trying to do is – you're trying to the closest thing that I can think of, and it is a it is a video thing. Uh-huh. But uh, they have a series on EWDN called Saints and Scoundrels, where they recreate some of these scenes with with uh, past saints and everything. And it is a visu- video thing, but you're trying to do the same thing. Whereas you're teaching a moment, you're you're teaching a, a Catholic teaching or or. Expounding on a Catholic teaching, well, try to be lighthearted and funny at the same time, um, and I think it is a really interesting way of approaching it. So, so you
2: you uh, caught on to the teaching aspect. It's not just humor. That's, I mean, that's that's the thing I try to like subtly put into some of them. Some of them are just funny, and some of them is like I want to teach something, and so like no one's no one's commented on that before.
0: <laughs> but,
2: um, yeah. But yeah, there's a little bit in there. I, so I don't know if you know formed.org. They actually have a couple of really good uh, audio plays that they have yes. on there yes. that are just audio. Um, I am familiar the one with, yeah. It's like uh, St. Cecilia is a really good one. It's got some great voice actors in there too. So
3: Yeah. So now who is, uh, who is working with you on this, uh, on what you're doing here? Is it?
2: the other voice the voice that's not yeah. my voice he wishes straight? to remain anonymous and i will i, I will respect that wish so
0: okay. He, okay just
2: a a guy online who i started making these and he's like hey i do i can do voices you want me to help i said sure and so he started he started to help me out and there's also my wife so the the woman you hear most often is my wife um, okay. on there and those those are under the banner of mr and mrs catholic comedy um, okay so those are like, you know, those are just like fun things, like sometimes conversations that we've had. And then I, I twist them. I have this thing with my wife where I tell her that like, she'll say something like, okay, now I want you to understand this. My mind's thinking something that would be sitcom funny, but not actually real life funny. So I'm not going to say that the, the sitcom funny thing, but just kind of how my mind works is that I go to like, right. what would be the funny response here? But well, we can take the, the, uh, those situations then i can change it so i do the sitcom funny answer in the mm-hmm. uh, in the sketch so
3: so have you been uh, have you been toying with any kind of uh, audio software or anything to kind of manipulate the voices and things like that oh, yeah. to... you have okay
2: oh yeah yeah there's there's a, a character that we have called the miles bot so miles is the name of the character that my compatriot plays and it's clips from his from previous things that he has said put together in order to form sentences. Um so there's there's that type of thing. I I use I just use Audacity, which is just a free yeah. software that most
3: people exactly, use. Exactly exactly what I use. Same program. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I just so to toss it together.
3: So what I did was uh, and I, I kinda accidentally tripped acro- across this. I used to uh, I formed another apostolate that's on Blog Talk Radio fourteen years uh-huh. ago. And uh, unfortunately, I had to walk away from it. I had to walk away from my own apostolate because it got taken over by. Uh, <laughs> how, yeah. how can I put this nicely? Yes,
2: <laughs> we understand. It got taken over by. Uh, yeah, I get it.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what? But the thing that people, one of the things that people complained about in the last few years of the of the show is that the lack of creativity. That I was the only mm-hmm. person contributing to the show that was ever trying to do anything creative or, or anything different. Mm-hmm. So for this one special, I decided that one of our, our our show people was going to do a debate with the devil. Mm. <laughs> and it, okay. And it turned out really, really incredible. And if you want uh one I'll I'll send it to you sometime. But I was able to manipulate the voice with the software and put some eerie, creepy music and the foreboding music in the background so that Uh each time, Uh each time, you know, the devil had his chance to speak, you know. And everybody that listened to it told me it like made the hair stand up on the back of their neck because it, you know, it actually sounds like Satan. Okay. Uh And he'd get in there and he'd, and, and we used it just like you did. It's something that's kind of lighthearted, kind of, you know, being funny, kind of being facetious, but we Mm -hmm. use it as a teaching uh, point because we would have the devil give his, uh, you know, he'd give his spiel, he'd give his take on things, and then we'd come back and say, oh, no, no, that's not true because, and kind of, kind of. Taking it out in the open, how the devil deceives us and talks to us and whispers in our ear, and we brought it out into the open. So, it, it's a lighthearted thing. It's a it's a it's a funny thing, but and yet it it teaches at the same time. And I use the same program that you talk about, Audacity, uh, in order to do that.
2: Yeah, so, we had we there was one episode, one thing that I did, which is uh, here's a uh, about a guy and his guardian angel. And so he's sitting there and he's trying to build a model airplane and uh his and like Satan's trying to whisper to him and so I've got all the different audio effects and like it's like I'm
0: <laughs> I'm here for your soul. And
2: yeah. uh and the guy and the guy's like, Yeah, I'm not like shouldn't you be afraid? Like no, have you met my guardian angel? And then the guardian angel shows up like be not afraid like what's <laughs> going on he's he's got six eyes and there's all on fire. So and <laughs> kind of this yeah. I, I, so, I like to use the kind of the audio effects and stuff in there.
3: That's just great. We we did um as as another part of this same show, this debate with um mm-hmm. with the devil. We kinda I don't don't know if you've ever read um uh Saint Louis de Montfort's True Devotion to Mary.
2: I have not. I I yeah. I need to read more.
3: <laughs> okay. So there's a scene in that in that book. That uh-huh. when I, I first read it years ago and I read it again recently and it's just hilarious to me because it's a true story. And it, it recalls that Saint Dominic was uh-huh. uh was giving a speech about the rosary.
0: Uh-huh.
3: And back then the rosary had fifteen decades, now it has twenty. Right. And uh Saint Dominic was giving this lecture about the about the rosary And all of a sudden, he starts being heckled by this person who was, you know, adamantly against the rosary. Well, God had punished this individual, this Albigensian, by allowing Uh him to be possessed by 15,000 demons, one for each of the mysteries of the rosary.
0: Uh Okay?
3: And St. Dominic calls out the demons and tells them to... State which of the saints they are most afraid of. Well, these demons—they're mortified. They—they—they—they're humiliated. They don't want to admit that it's Our Lady that you know, uh-huh. the Mother of Jesus, that they're most mortified by. And Saint Dominic prays to Our Lady to assist him, and Our Lady appears, and she appears, and she's got a golden rod in her hand. And she walks up to the possessed man, and she hits him with the golden rod and says, answer my servant Dominic at once. And I just thought that scene is just so hilarious.
2: There's, there's a lot of hilarious scenes when it comes to the lives of the saints that that we don't really think about.
3: Right. Yeah. So I used Audacity, and mm-hmm. I recreated that scene. I, I, cr- I put an effect of some – uh, angels in the background, and and took this uh, lady's voice, heavenly lady's voice, added a little echo to it, so it sounded heavenly, and it was Our Lady saying, you know, answer my servant at once, and then you hear a cracking sound like she's hitting him with the, <laughs> and it, it just it just came out it came out hilarious, but it's it's something that's funny, but it's paying tribute. To something that actually happened an actual story from mm-hmm. st louis de montfort it's just a really that's why i was intrigued when i first came across you on twitter i'm intrigued by what you're doing here because we've been doing some of kind of the some of the same things so how well has it been received How how has your audience received it or are you getting a lot of good feedback
2: um i guess it's mixed i think like well, for i i understand that my audience is not a not a, not numerous in in scope uh my audience is i've got like a couple hundred people who listen to it on a on any given basis which i i consider that to be a success because if i did not if i didn't put it out there at all there'd be a, an audience of zero but um i think overall people like it i like doing it and uh no one's really had i've had some people who have put in some sort of complaints and comments like yeah, you know, they're being really scrupulous about certain things and like, but overall, I, I have there's never not been any sort of negative experience right. associated with it. It's just, you know, it's a small thing that I do for a group of people. I I have a couple thousand followers on Twitter, but they don't all go on to the, the podcast or whatever you want to call it, the sketch thing. Um, but I just kind of do it. And like, there's a story. So, so um, something that happened. To me, I was I was on a work call. This is not my day job. That day. I was on a work call, and someone on the call said, "Hey, could you stay after the call with a customer?" And like that that happens sometimes. They have extra questions they want to ask and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they said, "Are you Catholic comedy?" And I said, "Yes." <laughs> it's one of those like the moments where i'm like oh did i sit, put something up there that really bothered somebody and now they're gonna like right. call me out on it it's like right. yes it's like, well, my kid was at was at their youth group and they were playing some of your sketches at the youth group and i was like really like that's interesting that's cool like it's it's just it's something that that like happens i guess like so, yeah you know, i don't have like that i don't have a huge following but some people are using it and they're seeing the uses from it and that's good like even i i tell my wife like if one person gets joy out of it, it's worth it because that's that's what I'm doing. Like I'm not doing it. I'm not going to be the next like uh, you know Catholic big Catholic comedian guy, right? I'm not going to be the next Jim Gaffigan or the next um, Kevin or Kevin. Now I'm blanking on his last name, but you know the, the big no. fat guy from King of Queens. I'm not gonna be him Yeah, right. I know I know who you're talking about, but right. yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too uh I'm not I'm not gonna be this guy. I'm not gonna be any of those big famous comedian types. I'm just doing some stuff to maybe spread some joy. You know, maybe something goes big, but I'm not anticipating it. And if it does, great. And if it doesn't, it's 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 all about just kind of you know, perfecting it, trying it out, learning some stuff and teaching some stuff to some people who want to hear it. My my main goal is just to spread humor and joy uh as far as I can. Right. So like if anyone asks me to do a podcast, I'll say yeah. Like I don't I don't care if you got a million people or five people because I just wanna reach out to everyone that I can to say like you've gotta focus on humor and joy. Like there's so many there's so many people who talk about just the things we need to be sad about, or afraid of, or angry about. Like, and I'm not saying that you can't talk about those things, but we, in that, we also need to make sure that we talk about the the joy in it. Like, right. when you're praying the rosary, you're talking about the rosary. And yeah, it used to be the 15 mysteries, and now it's the 20 mysteries. But if we take, let's say, that first 15 that there were, right? So that that way, everyone listening, traditional or, or traditional, or you know. More or less traditional, whatever you want to call it, those who like or don't like the luminous. We'll just take those first 15. They're divided into three equal parts, right? There's there's mm-hmm. the joyful, sorrowful, and the glorious. And so um, if you take your day and you kind of focus around that, right? Like a third day, right? No more than a third of your day should be focused on the sorrows of life, right? Like a third of your day, you can, you can focus on the sorrows. If you need to focus on sorrows, make it just a third, right? Or your third of your media consumption. Or if you're going to sit on, on, on a social media account for, for three hours, you only can look at the stuff that makes you sad and angry for, for one of those hours. And the other two, you have to do an hour of joyful and then an hour of, of glory, right? And if you can m- move your life around in that way, you'll find that the joyful time gets bigger the sorrow for a time gets smaller, not gone because there's always going to be something to, to think about and to have sorrow uh, over. But that time frame that you'll spend dwelling on it will get smaller.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: then the glorious will get bigger too. And right. it, cause you've, you've got to, you've got to order your life in the right way to, to live, to live righteously. And the part of that is not being consumed by despair. And a lot of us, like I know, that if I were to um if I were to go out there, I could get a million followers or so by playing the, the game that everybody else is trying to play. And I could I could go out there, I could just go on and do political rants and make everything about why everyone should be scared and afraid and I'm mm-hmm. gonna get so many more followers. But they're they're not one. Those people are going to move on to the next person who does the next thing as soon as it happens. So it's it's transitory. And two, I'm not giving good witness to those people and I'm not living a good life myself. Right. It, yeah. it would take a, a toll on me to do
3: something like that. So, yeah. You know, the last point that you made there, I think, is the most important because it it's not. As if you're putting on a painted smile. That's not what you're what, what you're saying here. We genuinely should be joy filled people. Paul yeah. says in Paul says in Colossians one, I rejoice in my sufferings, and in my flesh I fill up what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. Now, when you first read that, you're like, "What is he a masochist? What, what kind of person could could you know rejoice in his sufferings?" What, what Paul is saying is that suffering and joy can exist at the same time. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a paradox. It's not a contradiction. It's a paradox. And the way that works is that um, we're an Easter people, as uh, St. John Paul II used to say. We're an Easter people. Mm-hmm. So in the midst of Good Friday, we know that Easter Sunday is coming. Yeah. So even even in the darkest hour we should be people of joy because we know um uh we know who wins. We've seen the back yeah. of the book and we and, and we know who wins. And there should be there should absolutely be be joy in that. And I had the most amazing insight that just struck me while I was in church the other day. Um and I wanted to share it with you because it goes to it speaks to what you're talking about here. Uh okay, so our network's called the Four Persons, and a lot of people uh-huh. you know immediately say well what what is this? what is this four persons? Well, it's what a Catholic counselor told me years ago. She explained to me uh, how each person needs to be understood as four persons that you're a uh, you're a an emotional person, a mental person, physical person, and a spiritual person. And all four of those persons need to be healthy in order uh-huh. for a person to be what they're supposed to be. And, of course, several weeks later, I just happened to be opening up my Bible, and I opened it up to Mark chapter 12 and read the greatest commandment. You shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole soul, and your whole strength. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> just exactly what she was telling me. And I had the most amazing insight. The other day, because I was thinking about the four mysteries of the Rosary, mm-hmm. and a tie-in with those four persons.
5: Mm-hmm. So,
3: fo- follow me here and tell me if I'm reaching. But um, the the heart, the emotion, would tie into the joyful mysteries. Okay. Okay. The mind, are or or Our mind, our ability to ponder things, to try to understand things, would tie in with the luminous mysteries. Uh Okay? The sorrows, the struggles, the trials that we go through in the flesh, the physical person would tie in with the sorrowful mysteries. Uh And the soul, the longing of our soul… To eventually achieve heaven would tie in with the glorious mysteries. Not a reach? This just came to me out of the blue. I didn't make this up. It was like it was planted inside my mind. And I'm like, wow, where did that come from? And and I think I know where it came from, but uh, I I just want to know your thoughts on that.
2: Well, they say that instantaneous revelation comes from either one of two places. It either comes from God or it comes from Satan. Um, but instantaneous revelation about good generally will come from God. So I think you're pretty safe there. I mean, no, there's no heresy in that revelation that you're talking about. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that it makes a lot of sense, right? It's like, I mean, if you talk about, like, I I, I uh, talk about, like, the, the three – main parts uh you know the the original rosary the, the 15 decades and then how it's sectioned to those three main parts as as you know the the parts of our life and then thinking about the luminous mysteries adding into the intellectual aspect of it because the the joyful the sorrowful and the glorious are more on more emotional slash spiritual aspects to it. and then the luminous is more of an intellectual aspect of it to see the things you know that it's more than the emotional side of it. It's a physical realities that that occurred while Jesus was here. So, those are. I mean, that's that's definitely a uh, a good interpretation of it. I might steal it, but it's not theft. It's it's sampling, right? It's,
3: it's okay. Yeah, and and like I said, it's it's not something that uh, you know that I wrote down and came up with. It's something that instantaneously popped into in, into my mind, but. The reason I brought it up to you is because it goes into what you're saying, because there's so many Catholics that wrongly so things with well uh that three hundred and sixty five days a year I should be saying the sorrowful mysteries. That that every day is Lent. Well no, <laughs> there's Christmas, there's Easter, uh every day is not Lent. Um uh and and, and our and our lives and, and listen, we we understand there are horrible things that happened in the world. We're not trying to put on rose-colored glasses and saying that we don't have horrible violence in our world and horrible evils in our world. We're we're not. I don't I don't detect that you're saying that. No. Nope.
2: Um, no. Nope. There definitely are horrible things in the world. Definitely, one hundred percent. There are demons roaming around trying to destroy our faith. Uh, there are you know there there are princes of the church who have turned from being princes of the church to following the other the other uh the other way I'll say there the are, guy. yeah <laughs> there, there are all sorts of terrible, horrible, no good things that are happening in our world right now. I could point to and say that it's the end of the world or that things are going in the wrong direction or yeah, this that or the other um but there is always always always. Right. Then when, you know, about like Good Friday, right on Good Friday, it's called Good Friday, even though that's the day that Jesus died, because he died for the good of mankind. But like, even on Good Friday, there was hope. Even as, you know, Christ is on the cross, there is hope. Right. He died. And there's Holy Saturday where we're just waiting, but there's still hope. And there should still be hope, because Jesus told us when, you know, he told his apostles. You know, I you know that he'll come back and you know, on the third day, like that's you t- spoke about it in many different ways, but like he said, and like there was hope, there should have been hope, and we can't give in to despair because if you give in to despair, you've lost. Like despair is a really, really big sin um, because it denies the it denies God His opportunity to make things better in life, and um, like I I'd say. I say this to people, like, the, the, the sin of Judas was despair yeah. because he could have, he could like when, if he, if he did not give in to despair, then when Christ came back, he could have gotten on his knees, and begged for forgiveness and would have received forgiveness. But yeah. he instead gave, gave despair and he hanged himself. And like, yeah. because, because he, he, he couldn't handle what he had done. He gave despair. Like, if he had hope, if He had hope he would have been like one of the greatest saints of all time uh, yep. he would people would be would be you know wearing their saint judas medal, uh, medals and' be talking about the conversion of this man who betrayed Christ so so it terribly still made it to heaven but instead he gave yep. it to despair, and now he's not that
3: I think your point here that you're making is so very very important. I've got to take a real quick commercial break for one of our sponsors. Okay. I want to come back and I want to expand on exactly what you're talking about uh, and have a real discussion uh, about the difference between depression and despair because some people may be misunderstanding what we're saying. There's a mm-hmm. very different, big difference between depression and despair, and we're going to revisit that on the other side of the break. We'll be right back on the Four Persons.
1: How gone. Top Gun of Virginia has been serving the East Coast with quality swimming pool, Shot Creek, and Gunite applications for over 35 years. The strong legacy of craftsmanship that Top Gun has garnered is backed by the pride we take in creating a lasting product. Top Gun will help you stay on schedule and within budget while still maintaining the level of quality control and safety that is expected from a name with 35 years of experience. Top Gun.
5: Top Gun of Virginia is a premier supplier of commercial shotcrete and gunite services on the East Coast. Shotcrete and gunite are forms of pneumatically applied concrete which can be used to build or repair structures. Shotcrete and gunite can perform jobs which are not possible or are more difficult with traditional, form and pour, concrete applications. Top Gun uses our own volumetric trucks to apply engineer-certified mixes of both wet and dry process applications to meet any need top gun
4: top gun is located at 10017 richmond highway lorton virginia 22079 you can reach them at 703-550-9207 or email them at info at topgungunite.com make sure you mention that you heard this ad on the four persons podcast Looking for a Catholic counselor? Dr. Peter Koponis, Deb Rojas, and the team at Integrity Counseling Services provide faithful Catholic counseling in Pennsylvania and beyond. We offer telehealth and in-person counseling for porn addiction, betrayal trauma, anxiety, depression, marriage counseling, and much more. You can find us at IntegrityCounselingPA.com or 610-601-9781. IntegrityCounselingca.com or
1: 610-601-9781 Looking for a Catholic counselor or coach? Dr. Fred Boley provides faithful Catholic counseling and coaching for men in Missouri and beyond. He conveniently offers telehealth services for anxiety, depression, marriage counseling or just getting stuff done. You can find him at stbarn.org or 872-269-1280. Once again, the number is
5: 872-269-1280. She is a Catholic recording artist, multi-award winning songwriter. She sings contemporary and folk rock music, She has been in the music industry for over 5 years. Her music is her ministry. She aims to help people that suffer from all kinds of pain in life and try to bring them to the Lord through her music. She has 3 albums out and her music is being played on radio stations all over the world. Her website is LisaMarinaCole.com, and she is on social media. Her music page is Facebook.com Lisa Songs of Worship. YouTube at Lisa M. Nicole. Instagram Lisa underscore Marie underscore Nicole underscore official. Her songs can be purchased on her website, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and everywhere else. Her merchandise store has everything for her ministry and can be accessed through her website. Her new CDs will be available very soon and can be purchased through her website. She counts herself blessed that God has chosen her to help spread his message. She is Lisa Marie Nicole. Get her music today. The Four Persons Network asks our Catholic friends to check out and join the fast-growing Catholic website message board, and community at Catholicism Rock The quality and diversity of contributors is breathtaking and the content spans everything from education to news and commentary and spiritual insight. Partners of the four persons and our friends. Please check them out at CatholicismRocks.com.
1: now return to the regular program on your only real Catholic defenders of the deeper truth of our sacred faith. The Four Persons.
3: And thank you for holding over on that break. And we're back with Stephen groom of Catholic Comedy. Now, Stephen, we were talking about the difference between depression and despair and you know a lot of people use depression as a crutch unfortunately Mm -hmm. uh but it is a real thing and um listen if if you're if your aunt betty died and 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 you're not sad about that there's something wrong with you okay it's not a disorder um but despair is a is a whole different thing despair is a whole different animal it's 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 Despair is is when you give in to the false belief that you're not savable, that your sins are too are are, are too great, or you despair of the uh, hope of salvation. Explain the difference between depression and despair, and how one is not a sin and one is. All
2: right. So depression is. I mean I think in in overall terms a medical condition right it's it's something it like you're not producing the right hormones or there's all sorts of different ideas behind the cause of it but it's it's like a it's a medical condition right it's not it's not it's not something that's your fault you feel the way that you feel um you, you'll get bouts of it and uh and like so and like there's there's depression which is the medical condition there's sadness which is stuff you know sorrow stuff that happens that makes us sad like sorrow is Your everyday, like, oh, I didn't that that thing didn't work out for me. I'm sad about that, right? Like, that's obviously not depression. Depression is is there's no reason for why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling, but I'm feeling really, like, you know, like everything is worthless. But then there's despair, and despair is is a spiritual condition, is where either through some sort of oppression or some other thing that you you think that there's no hope for you uh that that God can't forgive your sins and that you're you have no worth as a person. Right. And sometimes people who have depression can feel like you know, can feel despair at the moment, but it's not like something that they've given into because they they don't either don't want to feel hope or they have been convinced there is no hope. It's mm-hmm. but yeah, so so like, it's 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 a really complicated issue. And when we're talking about despair as a sin, that's when you willfully choose to not believe in the possibility of hope, right? So like Judas gives into despair. It's like he feels really badly about the thing that he did. He thinks he's ir- irredeemable, and so in that instance, he takes his own life because he thinks that there's no way for him to get redemption. So he doesn't trust that God can redeem him. So he just ends his life and gives himself over to to you know Satan at that point because he's he's done. He's done with everything that he's that that he's done and he doesn't trust in God. So right. Depression medical condition not the same thing if you're suffering from depression. contact one of you know you could contact one of the people who they were sponsoring this as I heard the commercials come through. It's a nice yeah. sponsor that you have um and uh and depression tends to maybe need either medication or counseling, something usually caused by trauma, some sort of thing makes you feel bad a lot, and it's not necessarily sad, but there's a yes. lot of stuff that can happen sorrow yes. is what – like yeah
3: mhm. Just so you know, those two sponsors—they're not only sponsors, but they have shows. Um, Oh. Deb Deb Rojas uh, is on Monday nights on our show at uh, seven p.m., and uh, Dr. Fred Bowley is on Wednesday nights. So, just if you ever wanted to tune into that. But I think to sum up what you're saying is, uh, spare means full consent of the will. Right. You're, You're giving the consent of the will to the uh, heretical belief that you cannot be saved, that your sin is bigger than God. And, um, you know, my own mother says to me one time, she says, you know, I, I try to believe, I try, I really try to, but, you know, I just feel like, uh, you know, I just feel so unworthy. And uh, I said, well, you're right. You are, you are unworthy. And so were the rest of us. <laughs> well, welcome to the human condition. I said, mom, it's not about how worthy you are. It's about who He is. That's what it's about. Uh, and you know, when we stay focused on that, um, but that's that's faith. That's that. That's that joy in the midst of the uh, of the sorrow. And and I think that I think to understand the difference between depression or sadness and and despair, I think you take the flip side of it. And understand the difference between happiness and joy. Happiness Mm -hmm. is a transient thing. It has to do with circumstances, with happenings. That's where where the word Mm -hmm. comes from. Whereas joy is something that's infused in the soul. It's something that comes from above. It's something that defies understanding sometimes. Uh, So uh, and joy comes from faith. Happiness comes from experiences. Joy comes from faith and um, sometimes the desolation, the sadness, and the desolation sometimes God allows that to happen in order to purify us or to test us, so sometimes those desolations come from god uh but despair doesn't come from god that's right. a that's a totally different thing so what is uh, – what is ne- uh, one of the things that I was thinking about when we were on the commercial break, have you thought about like doing uh, – when I had a political site years ago, mm-hmm. one of the things that we did that I thought was really, really funny, one of the guys that we had did parody songs. Mm. Almost there, like a
2: – Yeah, no, there, there definitely are some people out there who are doing parody songs. I am not a musician. Um by any search, my family. I come from a family of musicians, but I just okay. I never I can I can sing on occasion, but I'm not a musician. Well, I wouldn't be would, able to do
3: that. And and what he did was he would take karaoke versions of songs. Mm. He would take the karaoke version, re, lay it down with audacity, and then sing vocal, uh, a new set of vocals to it.
2: Mm-hmm. I was
3: I just wondered if it was something that you that you ever explored as an idea.
2: Uh, I mean, I, I, I have, I explored the idea of it. Sure. I've, I've definitely like had the thought of it. I just don't have really that inclination towards it. There are some people who are doing some really fantastic Catholic parody songs, um, that, uh, the names escape me and I should have, I should have thought of that, but there are some people who are doing some really good Catholic parody songs out there. Um, so those those are good. I just that's just not really my forte, um, but I do love it. I love I do love parody music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was a big Weird Al fan when I was a kid,
3: so <laughs>
2: huge. So,
3: yeah, yeah. So are so are all of us. Um, so tell me some saints that really inspired you comedic, uh, uh, comedically. Some saints that kind of. I gotta admit, like I gotta think like a G.K. Chesterton would be one example, but. Give me some examples of saints that give you a uh, uh, comedic uh, inspiration.
2: Chesterton isn't a saint so far as I'm aware, but uh, I go with my go-tos are, are like St. Philip Neary because um, he's the patron saint of humor and joy. And he's also probably one of the most humble people that are one of the, one of the most humble saints I mean, all the saints are humble, but he was, he was in a different league. Uh, than a lot of them um, what he would do is he he appreciated the absurd um oh. because like he, he for for people's penance right so he would make them like there was a there was a, some really prideful like a prince or a governor or something like that and he told them and his penance was he had to wear a hair shirt on the outside of his clothes. Normally he'd wear it on the inside, so you'd suffer quite, but he had to wear it on the outside of his clothes because it just would make him look ridicu- make the, the guy look ridiculous and help to keep his pride in check. And for himself, oh, St. would he would shave half of his beard off, not the full, just half of the beard off so that people wouldn't take him too seriously because he really wanted them to focus that, on anything that, any miracles that may have occurred around him were not because of him, but because of God. So God uh-huh. did the miracle through Saint Philip Neri, but Saint Philip Neri himself never wanted anyone to think that he was anything more than just a tool for God. Um, uh-huh. So he, so he's good. He also was very witty, uh, though he wrote like there's a lot of quotes attributed to him, and they're not very funny. He's very insightful, but he was generally very witty, a uh, very, very witty guy, and he held, and he had a joke that he would read before saying mass because he didn't distract himself he would levitate and he knew that would be a distraction Uh so he would tell he would he would read this joke book and then he would keep be able to keep himself from levitating during mass and that's that in and of itself is a funny story to think about Um, yeah but but there's also st lawrence um another one i I, st lawrence is is the you know i'm done on this side right yeah i'm I'm done on this
3: I'm familiar with the story. That's uh, yeah. That, and, and you know, another one that uh, Saint Teresa Avila had a little bit of a sharp wit. Um, yeah. When uh, when she said that, uh, you know, when the devil reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. Or, um, <laughs> and then there's the, also the scene where she falls into the mud. She falls off the cart into the mud, and she mm-hmm. reportedly said to God, "If this is how you treat your friends, no wonder you have so few of them." <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: yeah she
3: had a little bit of a sharp wit i was just wondering if she's a kind of an inspiration
2: well there was also uh saint Therese of lisieux when uh so she would be she would pray uh when she was going to the bathroom and uh the devil would taunt her for praying while she was going to the bathroom and she she would tell the devil um what i what i send what i send up i give to god what i leave behind i leave for you
3: actually i think so. that was also saint teresa of avila was that Teresa? No. I thought it was
2: Teresa I, I think that
3: was, I think that was St. Teresa of Avila.
2: You know what? So that... many Teresa's, Teresa's, all that. It's just, it's
3: difficult. <laughs> yeah. to well, back. You know, um, what I've noticed is, not... is that we've, mm-hmm. we've got a lot of Teresa's. We've got a lot of Francis's and we've got a lot of John's, <laughs>
2: a lot of John's and Mary's. Um, yeah. And Mary's but,
3: too. Yeah.
2: And they, so in the, the other saint, that's not yet a saint because of reasons, uh, he was due to be canonized, but then they paused it while they were investigating some stuff, and it seems to be on hold forever. But Fulton Sheen, oh. uh, he he had quite the wit on him, and he would go he from the at the beginning he would start with a joke, and he would continue to to you know weave little jokes in there, and then he, by the end of it, like it's the only it's the only <laughs> one of the only people you watch and at the beginning you're laughing your sides off, and at the end you're crying. Because he he was able to to do that very impactfully. He understood the the way that it uh, that it goes. So those those are kind of my go to. Like if I think about the saints, like the, for Saint Lawrence, it's always finding joy even in the midst of terrible sorrow. Uh, Saint Philip Neri, it's being humble in every instance and being patient. Because one of the things that happened to him was he had. Two deacons that worked that were supposed to work for him, and they would constantly cause him grief. They would tell him that to go to the wrong chapel for mass, and then he would go and he'd realize they lied to him. So then he'd have to run across to the other chapel. (laughs) But he never complained. To he never complained about them. He never tried to get them in trouble or anything. He just he took it right. He took that suffering onto himself.
0: Right. And
2: and uh, and then in the end, they they came over to his side. After he, he, he took that suffering so well. So it's a patience, a kindness um, that, really, that really like converts people. And then, uh, of course, Fulton Sheen, he was very well-spoken, very understanding of technology and the ability to use technology and humor oh, yeah. in ways to, to help bring the message of God. To the masses in a way that and he was, just
3: commanded the yeah. audience. He just oh. it was—it's mesmerizing the way he commanded the audience in 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 both his uh, his television uh, productions and in his uh, you know uh, audio stuff. He just uh, his command of language, his use of tone and inflection, uh, and and you know and the message of course—it it wasn't just a great message, but it was the delivery that was very very strong. Um, we're, we don't have much time left because we're right oh, we up don't. against uh, uh, 7 o'clock, uh, uh, another uh, show that they're going to be recording. Uh, I wanted to get a chance to uh, have you tell our audience uh, where they can find uh, a, a lot of your material. And then when you're done with that, maybe we can talk about ways that maybe we might be able to collaborate in the future. So tell our audience where they can find uh, a, a lot of the stuff that you're doing.
2: All right, so uh, catholiccomedy.com has pretty much everything that I do on it. Um, So you can go there for that. Um, I'm also on Twitter Uh, most of the time. I have a Facebook and an Instagram, but I really don't use it except to post sketches. Um, But I'm on Twitter at uh, catholic underscore comedy. Um, uh, So, But, yeah, basically if you go to catholiccomedy.com, all my stuff is there if you want to do that. And there's a contact me section there if you want to contact me, or you can go on to Twitter if you're a Twitter user, um, and my DMs are open, so you can just say, you know, to me in any way that you would like. So that's pretty much where you would go for it, um, and I'm happy to talk to anyone who wants to talk.
3: Fantastic. Stephen, would you give us the honor of ending us with a closing prayer?
2: Okay. Um, We'll just go with the Father. Is it okay if it's in Latin?
0: Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, in Nomini Patriot Philis British Sancti Amen. Patronoser Creation Chailis. Pathernoser creation chale. Sanctific Nomin to him, advenir regnum to him, feat voluntas to a secret and chalos and terra. Panamnosum cotodianum de novos hourier demitir nobis debut nostalgia, secret at nos demitimus debitoris, no series, and nanos and to cause intenta se unum debatonosumalo, amen. And ominipathic villis Sancti. Amen.
3: Amen. God bless you, Stephen. It's been a joy. The hour went too fast. Can we uh, have you on again sometime?
2: Anytime. Anytime you'd like.
3: God bless. You have a wonderful weekend.
2: All right. You too.